With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, a little Eddie Guerrero for you, however. The late, great Eddie Guerrero, former WCW, ECW, WWE Hall of Famer and superstar. Kicking us off here on Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, the week before Memorial Day, Monday, May 22nd, 2017. Welcome to episode number 894. Ladies and gentlemen, six away from the century mark, if you will, as we continue to count down, if you will, here. And we will give you the number right now, one seven two four 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 four. 7044, this is episode 94, as I said. Joining me right now on the line, ladies and gentlemen, is the human suplex machine, John Gross from Front Row, Virginia. John, how are you doing today? Oh, closing in on 100, and we're still rolling. Yes, we are. Indeed, we're rolling, Howard. And, of course, I am your host, the Iceman, Jared Duomo. Welcome to the Monday show that never ceases to amaze everyone every Monday afternoon. We got a lot to discuss this afternoon, so let's get into it as we say here on the Newswire. Our first story, of course, is coming to our friends at 411 Mania. And, of course, we want to thank our good friend Larry Zonka for giving us the scoop here. According to PWInsider.com, ladies and gentlemen, it has been reported that ESPN produced a 30 for 30 special on Ric Flair will debut in September, believe it or not. The special will look at his life and career over the decades, and it's expected to be an hour and a half to two hours long with a number of names already, including Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Triple H, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, J.R., Eric Bischoff, Flair's first wife, Leslie, his son, David, Flair's star, Megan, however, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Charlotte Flair, and others also have been interviewed for the project. John, this looks like it's going to be a great documentary. Oh, I agree. Uh, when is this premiere? Septem- this September, start? September the 8th, believe it or not. Oh, nice. 
So the countdown is on. So for you back-to-school people, however, around that time, or just starting school, however, this is something you might want to check out. Of course, ESPN's done a lot of documentaries over the years with some of the big specials, including Jimmy the Greek. Of course, uh, the one with This is the XFL, Vince McMahon, Dick Ebersol, which I just recently watched. Uh, stuff on Randy Moss, the University of Miami, the SMU uh, football program of the 80s. Uh, as I mentioned, a lot of other things over the years, including O.J. Simpson, uh, stories about uh, the Big East basketball, the Fab Five of uh, Michigan basketball, a lot of sports events, and also documentaries of certain historical figures over the years. So definitely, we will be watching this very, very carefully. Now, some other news to report here on The Wire today, of course. The NBA and the NHL playoffs are starting to heat up more and more, however, as we are down the stretch, however, supposedly. And as a result, it began, interesting, oddly enough, a week ago, however. As you know, last week, the Pittsburgh Penguins, of course, lost the tough one in Ottawa, of course, in game number three of the NHL postseason, getting beat 5-1 to one last Wednesday night. Excuse me up there in Ottawa, but on Friday night, they got it together, however, with backup Matt Murray making his first start in two months, hanging on for a 3-2 win, and then last night winning 7-0. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks, meanwhile, lost a tough one Saturday night at home. They are now going to Nashville for Game 6 tonight and trying to save their season and force Game 7, maybe Wednesday night back in Anaheim. But, John, as we head down the stretch, it seems like the hockey players, however, right now with the last four teams, no one's sure who's going to be left standing, but it looks like Pittsburgh and Nashville... Yes, they're up 3-2 heading into Game 6 tomorrow, however. or Yes, Game 6 tomorrow, and of course Anaheim and Nashville plays Game 6 tonight. But yeah, they're in it, Anaheim, Nashville, and uh, Ottawa are the last four. But right now, it could be Pittsburgh and Nashville going for the Cup here a week from now. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we'll see what happens there, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, some other news, of course, going on in the NBA playoffs. Of course, uh, the Golden State Warriors are up three games to none on the San Antonio Spurs. They kiboshed the Spurs at home in San Antonio. I almost said at home, but I meant to say in San Antonio Saturday night. They could sweep out the Spurs tonight. LeBron James last night, not a good night. The office at home in Cleveland. As a result, the Boston Celtics pulled out an incredible 111-108 victory to cut the series to 2-1. Game 4 will be tomorrow night in Cleveland. And folks, that's going to be interesting to watch. John, the NBA postseason is heating up even more, however. The San Antonio Spurs right now, everyone thought it was going to be the heavy favorite going in against uh, Golden State, but after what happened with Game 1, that has changed 90 degrees or 180 degrees, whatever you want to call it, and Golden State seems to be the team to beat in the West once again, while LeBron and company are holding court in the East. What do you think of this <laughs> LeBron? Yes. Oh man. He just continued. he had an he had an off night last night though. You know you gotta you know, oh I mean he's still one of the best players in the NBA. Everyone thinks he's still going to be the MVP over James Harden, Russell Westbrook, maybe Steph Curry. I mean he's had a great year. Don't get me wrong. I think James Harden's had a great year. But if there's a guy who I think should be MVP with uh, LeBron, it should be Russell Westbrook or maybe. Uh, possibly maybe James Harden. But Westbrook was not even invited to the NBA All-Star game, and he was averaging triple doubles every night, however, for Oklahoma City this year. And Durant, of course, he's having a good year with Golden State and uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green for Steve Kerr's team out there in Oakland, California. I mean, they're just absolutely blitzkrieging the Spurs after what happened in Game 1, coming back uh, from 25 points down in Game 1. And ever since then, it just seems like Golden State is on a mission to be the first team ever to go literally undefeated the whole way. I mean, they've won 12 straight games so far without a loss. Cleveland's right there with them, except for last night's loss. So far, they've gone 10-1 or maybe 10-2. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think 10-1 is the record, if I'm not mistaken. But Golden State is a perfect 12-0. and 0. 
this is shaping up to be one heck of a final between two of these teams right now. Yeah, I agree. And, of course, we'll talk more about that in the next week or so. Of course, we'll be keeping you up to date with that and the Cup as well. Of course, don't forget, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, Gerard T. Smith and I will be back for the Time Machine Show, the Wrestling Revisited Show, 139926-pound. That gets underway at 7 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, a very special revolution will be on the air as we'll be recapping NXT TakeOver, Backlash, and there was plenty of both of them. Those events that happened this week in the Windy City, which we'll talk about here this afternoon on Raw Radio. And also we'll be recapping tonight's Raw tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, beginning just after 9 o'clock. Of course, Sean will have your birthdays and dates. Gerard and I will have your news for you just after 9. And then all Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, join us again for our triple stackers. We have every Wednesday night a triple stacker beginning at 6 with Outside the Ropes, the latest music, politics, movies. Uh, sports non-related to wrestling. One four one three eight seven gets you underway at six thirty p.m. And of course, a famous trivia challenge or two might be thrown out there as well with Mr. WCW and myself. Eight o'clock, of course, the wrestling debate with Gerard T. Smith and MLD. Of course, will be joining me with a very special, interesting debate this week. And I can tell you, this week's debate is going to be very hot and contested. Uh, last week, of course, we had some permanent issues. Uh, minor issues on both of those shows, as well as Revolution last Wednesday night. But uh, we hope to have that. All fixed now. We will be back at the debate table this Wednesday. And at 9 o'clock this Wednesday, again, the same old thing will be happening. But this week, instead of on Wednesday night, instead of talking about Raw like we do on uh, Tuesday nights, we talk about SmackDown on Wednesday nights. So this Tuesday night, SmackDown is going to be very interesting. Tomorrow night, they will be in Toledo, Ohio. Next week, they will be in Greenville, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia. And then in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, they will be in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, not far from... Pittsburgh, about four and a half hours away, is two weeks from this Sunday. Extreme Rules will be coming to you live on the WWE Network two weeks from this Sunday. Of course, two weeks from today, Raw will be in Baltimore, or excuse me, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, but uh, Extreme Rules will be in Baltimore, Maryland, not far from you, John. And then two weeks from uh, tomorrow, SmackDown Live will be coming to you live from Rochester, New York. So, folks, things are shaping up as the summer is just around the corner. Things are heating up in more ways than one. And speaking of heat, ladies and gentlemen, John is now going to bring the heat to you, however, with the birthdays and dates and history from Saturday till today. So let's turn it over to him right now. All right. And while John's still searching that, folks, also another reminder, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Thursday night, you can join Gerard T. Smith, myself, the Black and the Black Widow, as well as uh, Wolf Queen Heavy Metal, of course, for a very special edition of Top Peel Inc. Getting underway at 7 p.m. one four zero five six two. This week, Gerard will be taking the reins on that show. And what, Thursday night, John, we're going to have a very special edition of Wolfpack because we also hit the century mark in Wolfpack Radio, number 100. And, of course, the king will be running things from the throne, if you will, this Thursday night. So be sure to check that out just after 9 o'clock this Thursday. Yes, indeed. All right. We ready to go? Yes. All right, go ahead. 30 years ago today, a Memphis court judge ruled in favor of Jerry Lawler against the WWE. Hmm, interesting. Yep, he sued the WWE for promoting Harley Race as the king of wrestling at a recent Memphis event. Yes, I do recall that, yes. Yep. He alleged that the WWE use of the Monker King associated with Lawler confused wrestling fans in the area. Hmm. Interesting. Lawler sued the WWE and won the event. And thus, Race couldn't use the King of Wrestling gimmick at WWE events in Tennessee. Yes, I do recall that. 
They speculate that Waller standing up to McMahon in court, communist good graces. Yes. In fact, I think if I remember correctly, however, the King almost actually had a chance to call on uh, a certain uh, promoter. I believe it was either uh, his longtime mentor, Jackie Fargo, or it was maybe Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's dad, going to be his attorney. And then, of course, that all uh, went, uh, as we said, uh, it was a little wry, shall we say. But at the same time, the thing was settled, of course, as you mentioned, out of court. Yeah. Um... Twenty-four years ago today, the Holy Demon Army beat the Miracle Violence Connection. Hmm, interesting. Yep, to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Championship. Yes. Sixteen years ago today, WWE presented Judgment Day from the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, China beat Lita to retain the women's championship. That was China's last bout with the company. Yes, and that's a shame, too. I know. Uh, there's still the thing going on about that. Who knows? Yes, there is. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And hopefully... Kane? Yes. Won the Intercontinental Championship over Triple H. Yes. Um, WWE takes the 200th episode in 2002 of Sunday Night Heat from the Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm. Bring Sunday Night Heat back, please. Yes, I, I would agree. I, I would definitely agree there, yes. Ten years ago today, WWE presented Judgment Day from the Scottish Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. Um... MVP won the WWE United States title over Chris Benoit. Yes, and we'll be talking about Benoit here in just a few minutes, folks. Yeah, nine years ago today, William Regal got suspended for violating another second violation of WWE's wellness policy. Yep, I do recall that, yep. WWE announced that they would move... uh, Eight years ago today, WWE announced that they would move television's tapings to the Staples Center in Los Angeles due to the ongoing NBA playoffs. Yes, and this was the match, if you remember too, folks, and John, I think you remember this. This was when uh, I think you had John Cena and his team were all in Lakers jerseys, and you had the Miz and them in Denver Nuggets jerseys, I remember. And they did a skit of this at the beginning of the show, if you remember, because uh, it was originally supposed to be in Denver, I remember, but because of the playoff snafu, and because they moved the series to Denver, however, unfortunately, how, and Rob was supposed to be there that night, they uh, ended up calling Audible uh, at the last minute, I guess, uh, the day before, a couple days before, and moved to L.A. Yeah. Six years ago today, TNA released their head of talent relations, Terry Taylor. Yes, I do remember that. It turned out to be a blessing in disguise because his wife, Trudy, was battling cancer at the time. That's right, I do remember that. And also, who's running it now, uh, I think you might remember this name, John Gubrick, better known to you all as John Big Gubrick, mind you. Yeah, um, five years ago today, WWE presented Over the Limit from Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, not far from our own Mr. WCW's neck of the woods. That's correct, yes. 
Christian won the Intercontinental Championship again. Yes. Over Cody Rhodes. Yes. And John Laurinaitis, believe it or not, beat John Cena. Yes, there was a stipulation in this, I recall. Yeah. The Big Show, who technically was not on the active roster, interfered on Laurinaitis' behalf. Yes. Yeah, I heard you. Yes, I remember that. Yes. I was looking. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Um, okay. Two years ago today, NXT presented TakeOver Unstoppable. Yes, I do remember this. That is noted for the debut of Samoa Joe. Yes, I do remember it. Hideo Tommy was attacked by an unknown assailant. In the parking lot. That's right, I do remember that, yes. Yep. Um, Kevin Owens fought Sami Zayn to yep. a no contest for the NXT title. Yes. And one year ago today, PWG presented Prince from American Legion Post 308 in Resda. And yes. that show was named for the famed musician who died on April 21st. That's right, I do recall that. Yeah. And today we have a deaf deaf as well. Hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. The great Randy Savage, our Hall of Famer. Yeah. We miss him. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. No doubt about it, we do. And I'm glad that he finally got his Name mentioned in the WWE Hall of Fame, too. Oh, I would agree. I think we're all going to agree there, yes. No doubt about it. It was well passed overdue, however. And do we have any birthdays? We do indeed, however. We have uh, Akeem from the Authors of Pain turning 24 and the Road Dog turning 48, believe it or not. Yeah. Let's go to Sunday. 65 years ago today in Los Angeles, Lou Fez beat Baron Michael Leon to win the California version of the World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. 22 years ago today, WCW presented Flamboree, a legend's reunion. Hmm. The show included the final inductions into the WCW Hall of Fame. Wahoo McDaniel. Yes. Angelo Poffo. Yep, and he's dead. Harry Funk. Yep. Antonio Noki. Yes. Big John Studd posthumously. Yep. Gordon Foley and Dusty Rhodes. Great class, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, I would agree. The Nasty Boys beat Harlem Heat to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. Yes. Wahoo McDaniel beat Dick Murdoch in an interesting bit of trivia. The hmm. Val aired in black and white to give it that legend feel. That's right, I do recall that, yes. <laughs> uh, some things never change, I guess, with them. No, they don't. You're right. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage beat Ric Flair and Vader, but Randy Savage's father, Angelo, was beaten up by Ric Flair. That's right, I do remember that now, yes. 
17 years ago today, WWE presented Judgment Day from Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Now, this wasn't where Owen Hart died. No, well, actually, this week is a very somber week. You talk about Owen. Yeah, I will, I will we'll, say that on we'll be, Revolution. We'll, we'll be talking about that this week on Revolution, yes. Besides being noted for having only the second Iron Man match, The Undertaker looked very different in his return as he debuted the American Badass yes. persona. And Triple H beat The Rock to win the WWE Championship. Yeah. Sixteen years ago today on Raw's War, Chris yeah. Benoit and Chris Jericho defeated... The two-man power trip to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yes. Late in the bout, Triple H tore his quadriceps muscle in his left leg. That's the right. The injury would keep him out of action for the remainder of the year. Yes, and he would not return until January of the following year when he got that big pop in the garden, if you remember. It was voted the second best match of 2001 by Wrestling Observer Newsletter Reader. Yes, Dave Meltzer voted that. I remember then. Fourteen years ago today, Jerry Lynn beat Chris Saban to win the World Wrestling All-Stars Cruiserweight Championship. Yes. Eleven years ago today, WWE presented Judgment yes. Day from the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Paul London and Brian Kendrick won the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Uh, the Great Khali beat The Undertaker. Booker T beat Bobby Lashley to win the 2006 King of the Ring Tournament. Yes. Ten years ago today, the Deadly Boys opened their own wrestling school. Yes. Seven years ago today, Carlito was released on a violation of the WWE's wellness policy and his refusal to enter a rehab facility. Yes. Um, let's see, what else here? Anyone else? What else? What else? What else? Um, four years ago today, Stitch was released from a Connecticut State Prison. Yes. There have been nearly four months for multiple violations Yes. Tony, you there? The hell? I don't know. Go on. Okay. Disorderly conduct and third degree burglary from September 2012 to January 2013 in relation to her then boyfriend wrestler Darren Damian Darlin. Mm-hmm. And another pair of arrests within 24 hours. Yes, yes. During her time in prison, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer, but underwent a hysterectomy and has been diagnosed as cancer-free. Yes. Well, even though she's cancer-free, she still has been having trouble with the law recently. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely, no doubt. Yeah. Um, four, two years ago today, The Rock hit the world record for most selfies taken in a three-minute period with 105. 
The Rock did what for 105 again? That's the, that's the world record for most selfies taken in a three-minute period. Wow. And he just hosted SNL this past week to hype up the new movie Baywatch coming out this week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Do we have any birthdays? We do. Uh, Tracy Brooks, 42. And we have a somber one, to say the least, however. You talked about Chris Benoit just a few minutes ago. He would have been 50 years old yesterday, however. Yeah. So, happy birthday to the Crippler, and of course, the lovely Tracy Brooks. And also, happy birthday to Mr. T, who turned 65 yesterday. I'm sure he called his mama. I'm sure Mama T got a phone call from her baby boy, Lawrence Lawrence. Hero, I believe his real name is, and uh, Mr. T, of course, was a very famous name, of course, in the first two WrestleManias we all know, and uh, we uh, also have some unique birthdays today, as Don will tell us that today, but before we do, a uh, quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, this Saturday, you can listen to the Power Hour at 4 p.m. on Talk Show here, 141364, we go over the past week's activities, including the downloads, and of course, how many people listen in, of course, on all of our shows. And of course, we also have Attitude Radio with the best John Belushi, Gilda Radner duo on Saturday Night Live, if you will, GTS, MLD, and the rest of the gang every Saturday night, 9 p.m., 138982. And of course, that is here also on TalkShoe. So folks, be sure to check it out this Saturday and every Saturday here on the Mothership Show. Now let's go to John as far as today goes. All right. 33 years ago today in Tokyo, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Kerry Von Erich bought Jumbo Tesoro to a double count out. Yes. On the same part of the double main event, Harley Race beat Ric Flair. And I believe this is when Flair uh, did not get the title back yet. I think, however, unless t- he did win the title back already from Kerry, but I think it was until the next night or a couple nights later in Japan that Rick would regain the title. Of course, this would be one of the last times that Race would beat Flair. I mean, you talk about some great matches these two had back in the 70s and 80s, of course. These two really tore it up in the Mid-Atlantic Territory all over the South, like places like Richmond and... Uh, Winchester, of course, your neck of the woods, John. I think they had a battle there, but I also know they were always big in the Carolinas, like Greensboro, Asheville, Raleigh, Winston-Salem, Columbia, Spartanburg, Greenville, Augusta, uh, Macon, Georgia, Atlanta, uh, places down in Florida like Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, uh, Naples, a lot of great places over the years. Yeah, 28 years ago, today in Bluefield, West Virginia, Lex Luger being Michael Hayes to win the NWA U.S. title. Yep, and I know where Bluefield is. Uh, it's about a couple hours from you and about three hours from me. Yep. 25 years ago today in Knoxville, Tennessee, Brian Lee beat Paul Orndorff via disqualification in the finals of a one-night tournament to become the first-ever Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. And Brian Lee, of course, will later go on to have the nickname 911. Of course, he would also be the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam 1994, if you recall. Yeah. 23 years ago today, WCW presented Slamboree. Yes. And this was the last WCW pay-per-view before Hulk Hogan's company altering debut. Yes. Sting beat Vader to win the vacated WCW International World Heavyweight title after Rick Root's win over Sting in Japan was overturned. 
Yeah, this is what Rude injured his back, if you remember how our and his career ended, sadly. Yep. 22 years ago today, Jeff Jarrett beat Razor Ramon to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. That's right, I do recall that. Yes, uh, I had a chance to relive, relive and go back and watch that match uh, about six months ago. 17 years ago today, Rick Flair got stripped of the WCW world title by Vince Rusev. That's right. I and in the show's that. main event, Jeff Jarrett beat Kevin Nash to win the vacated world title. That's right, because the week before, Flair had won it against Jeff in Biloxi, Mississippi. However, I recall that. Yeah, and that was the fourth title WCW World Title change this month. That's right. That was the problem with WCW a lot in the 2000 era, if you remember. I mean, not only with Vince Russo going away for a while and then coming back and working with Bischoff and starting to feed with Bischoff, like uh, two separate factions, the New Blood and the Millionaire's Club, but half the time, I mean, their writing was just so horrendously bad. I mean, Ed Ferrara tried to work with Russo, Terry Taylor, J.J. Dillon, Bill Bush... Uh, Terry, I mentioned just Terry Taylor, Gary Schuster, and Mike Graham. I mean, all these guys just could not fix the ship. I mean, I think the first real big blow came when, uh, and I hate to say this, and I'm a Bischoff fan, you know, I mean, it's when Bischoff first challenged Vince, but I think the real holes started to appear, especially after Star K-98, when Goldberg lost the title to Nash. And by 99, into 2000, I mean, middle of 99, into 2000, especially when Russo and Farrar came by way from New York, Howard, down to Atlanta. They thought, we could save this company. We could start to build up around Bret Hart, Hogan, Nash, Hall, all those guys. And it started, oh, bless you, it started out okay. I mean, it started out, oh, bless you again. It started out not too bad, but then I think by the middle of 2000, around this time in 2000 and into the summer, the holes started becoming wider and bigger. And like I said, I think the biggest really... Dagger in the heart, no pun intended, really hurt WCW. I think this was the biggest dagger that really hurt them. Is when Guerrero, Benoit, Malenko, and Saturn just said, "Hell with you, hell with us. I mean, if you're gonna screw us this way, Sullivan, you're gonna screw us this way. Mike Graham, JJ, Vince Russo, Ferrara, we could take our ball and go elsewhere." And they did. And they went to New York, and as a result, they became successful. Right. Sixteen years ago today, at SmackDown taping in Anaheim. Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit beat the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian in a TLC match to retain the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yes. Fifteen years ago today, NWA, TNA announced that Mike Tanay was to be their lead announcer. That's right, I do call that. Yeah. Um, seven years ago today, Mick River opened in theater. Yeah, MacGruber, I remember. And they're, and they're still talking about making a sequel to that movie. It's a, it was a good movie. Yeah. It had a lot of big names. Big Show, Mark Henry, Greg Colley, Jericho, uh, sort of, of course, Will Forte, Val Kilmer, uh, Jack, uh, Kristen Wiig. Uh, it was a good movie. I liked it. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a goofy spy comedy, if you will. Yeah. Six years ago today, WWE presented... Over the Limit. Yes. From Seattle, Washington. Yes. Gary Lawler beat Michael Cole in a Kiss My Foot match. And if Cole had won the match, Lawler would have to surrender his WWE Hall of Fame ring 
and personally inducted him to the Hall of Fame. I remember that. This that, that. Off, he was forced to kiss his foot. That was the first kiss by foot match I remember since the Bret Hart thing back in the nineties. I remember too, because I yeah. remember because I remember the next night on Raw. King called uh, Cole into the ring, and it, they finally put an end to their silly, stupid feud that they had been doing for several months, I remember. Yeah. And I do, did see a couple of birthdays. Yes, we do. Uh, happy 29th birthday to uh, Santana Garrett. Yes. Um, I think... Tracy Brooks' birthday is today, J.D. I'm not sure. But double check. I, I, I'm reading here this Sunday, but double check for us. It says here she turned 42 yesterday, but you might want to check on that. And who else we got? I think they messed it up a bit. That's okay, but go on. Who else we got? Yeah. Sadly, today would have been the 55th birthday of Brian Pillman. One of my favorites, and I've talked about this guy many times on all of our shows, Guy. And I mean... I want to hear your voices out there, people. Does this guy deserve the Hall of Fame? This was the first true light heavyweight champion. In my opinion, I think he does. I really do. I mean, this is a guy who uh, had some great battles with Jushin Thunder Liger, who teamed up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Hollywood Blondes, as a great teammate and later on a great rival. He's a member of the Hart Foundation family as a family friend. I mean, this is a guy who, if you've never seen the movie The Brian Pillman Story, however, you definitely have to check out. This guy battled through so much adversity as a youngster, through his health and everything, and then he went on to bigger and bigger things, however, just before wrestling. He tried to make it in pro football as a big, uh, small defensive guy, and he was almost all-American, however. I mean, he was a very, very unique individual, to say the least. Is that all we got? Uh, no. Oh, okay. What else we got? Today is, uh... 36th birthday of a, the new father of a new dad, Daniel Bryan. Yes, happy birthday to him, and I'm and and, and I know him, and I know he is and him and Bree. I'm on behalf of us here at the show and all of our shows here. We like to say happy birthday to Papa Daniel Bryan, indeed, and Mrs. Daniel Bryan, Bree Bella, if you will, our proud parents of a little girl, Bertie Joe, who, who just gave birth a week and a half ago. I know this puts a smile on his face. Besides being his birthday day, he also has his new little daughter on his side. How he's not even a week, week and a half old. So on behalf of all of us here at the network. Congratulations again to the newest edition of the Bella family, and also happy birthday to a very, very heartwarming guy in Mr. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And I believe there's, and I think, and I have one myself real quick. I'm going to do two actually. One, first off, I want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine here in Pittsburgh, Dave Hunt. Uh, he is not a regular listener on our shows, but I told him that I would try to give him a plug today. So, Dave, uh, I know you don't listen to my sh- our shows here or never listen to our shows, but on behalf of myself and John and my friends here on the radio network, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday. But I do also want to wish a happy, very special birthday to a real good friend of mine, Wade Keller from the PW Torch Newsletter, Howard, Minnesota. Wade is a real good friend of mine, along with Jason Powell, both on and off Facebook and on all of our shows. And, Wade, uh, on behalf of myself and John, uh, happy birthday, guy! I hope you're having a super day, guy. And uh, we would—I've lo- been trying to get you on our show here, and I know you're always busy on the go along with Jason. But uh, hopefully, we'll get you and Jason here on the radio network sometime soon. I've already extended my invitation to you both, so uh, whenever you get back to me, I appreciate it. However, I know you're a very busy, busy guy. But uh, John and I would like to wish you, along with all of our friends here and colleagues here on the radio network, a very special happy birthday to you. Indeed, and I think. And I think that is it. 
All right. Thank you very much, John. And indeed, of course, we will talk more about that in time. And of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, will be a very emotional night, however, I I believe. And we'll get into talking about that uh, tomorrow. But in the meantime, folks, we're now going to talk about TakeOver Chicago. Uh, as well as Backlash, if you want to give us a call, uh, the number is one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 Caller ID one three eight seven four four. This is episode 94, six episodes away from history as we continue to count down. Next week, of course, will be a very special, uh, somewhat emotional day, to say the least, here on Talk Show as we uh, will be hitting the 95 mark. But, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, coming up on Monday, July 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, the day before the 4th of July, we will be celebrating with a big-time fireworks celebration by hitting history itself in episode number 100. You definitely want to check us out in more ways than one when that happens. But in the meantime, folks, let's get now to talking about NXT TakeOver Chicago. It was quite a weekend in the Windy City. John, let's start with you. Uh, your thoughts about what was a very emotional night Saturday night in Chi-Town. Well, I agree. That was a very emotional night in Chicago. And I was, couldn't believe that, that uh, Gargano would turn on Chiapa. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. We're going to talk about these matches right now. We're going to get John's thoughts and give you my thoughts, too. So, folks, uh, buckle up. Uh, crack one open. Fasten your seatbelt. Whatever you want to do, however. Uh, turn up the radio if you can, however, because we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver Chicago right now. And as we said, folks, it was a very crazy weekend in the world of wrestling, as we mentioned this past week. In the first match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was a very unique match. It pitted Roderick Strong to defeating Eric Young with Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane in 13 minutes, 42 seconds. Uh... This was a good opener, I thought. I like both guys, and of course, I'm a big fan of Sandy. I also like Roderick Strong, but I did go with Strong in this one. Uh, John, your thoughts about this as the opening match up here? Roderick Strong being Eric Young, wow. Eric Young and his posse, yes. they dominated. They've dominated the NXT, but tonight, but it was Eric Young's loss to Roderick Strong. Yes. Well, you got to give a tip of the cap to both gentlemen, like you said. I mean, Roderick Strong has definitely continued to impress me more and more by the week, Howard. And Eric Young is getting better and better more in NXT, I feel. So this feud is far from over, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of feuds, Howard, this was the feud of the night and the match of the night in my eyes going in. And this one did definitely not disappoint. I went to watch this match at 2 o'clock in the excuse me, morning. Uh, late Saturday night, early yesterday morning, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bay for the UK title. Uh, title, excuse me, Tyler uh, Masturbate. Let's just say, as I like to call him and joke with the <laughs> nickname. Uh, well, he got cooked. Well done, but nevertheless, John Nigel McGuinness, Jr. called this. This was absolutely, in my opinion, one of the best matches of the year, and these two stole NXT Chicago. This was a great match. I agree. I mean, the spots they did here, they could have gone at least 25 minutes. Instead, they went 15 and change, but still, these guys commended. I mean, I give them props. Both of these guys showed what it was like to be in the ring. It was like watching William Regal versus Fit Finley. I mean, these guys are in their only 20s, early 20s, folks. And if you've never seen these guys, and this is the first time I've watched these two gentlemen, you owe it to yourself to watch more of these guys on the UK uh, WWE Network uh, show weekly, because these guys are going to continue to wow you week after week, and maybe more UK superstars as well, but to me, this was the match of the night, in my opinion, no question about it. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our next match, 
Oscar taking on Ruby Ryan, Nikki Cross. This, of course, was supposed to be a fatal four-way. Ember Moon, of course, apparently got injured a few weeks prior to this. She is now out for a while. And early reports are now saying she could be out for six months, maybe. As a result, the Japanese Fighting Empress continues to show that she is the queen of NXT. And despite the fact I had Nikki Cross in this one, I like Asuka, as you know. Asuka comes out with the big win. John, your thoughts about the triple threat here as Asuka still stays unbeaten? Oh, man, Asuka. I don't think there is no way you can still stop Asuka. No, you, you I mean, can't. You might as well. Yeah, might as well get a truckload of ten women to try to get her and Oscar oh, yes. throw them down. Oh yes, one by one. I would agree. I mean, she is she is tough as tough as they come, no doubt about it. And she has been super tough in this past year since she won the title from Bailey. She has shown more fire, more heart, more passion, and yet every time the deck is stacked against her, she somehow comes out with a big win, no matter what the odds are against her. And she showed again here, this was a pretty good match. This one, of course, 9-30. Up next, speaking of uh, champions, that leads us to the glorious one, Bobby Roode taking on Hideo, Hideo Tommy as a result. Hideo was not very happy after the match I saw, but as a result, this leads to the big question now. Where do they go with Rude? Do they go with Cassius Ono? Do they go with Drew McIntyre for Brooklyn in August? We don't know yet, but Bobby Rude is still glorious, and he had quite the entrance, and he had quite a pretty good showing here against Tadeo Tommy, who put up a good fight here, John. Your thoughts about the championship match between Rude and Tommy? Uh, Tommy won NXT veteran. He, uh, he did indeed put up a good fight. Yes. But I think Rude on this night was much... Much stronger. Yes, and he has and, and he's done pretty well since winning that title back from Shinsuke Nakamura in January. I mean, he had those two great matches with Nakamura, of course, uh, at NXT Takeover uh, San Antonio. He had a great match with him in Orlando, obviously, and of course he showed up here on a really good match here again against the Tommy here on Saturday night. Now, speaking of which, this is the one you were talking about. And this is the other match I was looking forward to going in. The Authors of Pain, the Road Warriors 2000 Plus, however, as I call them. Akeem and Rizar with their smart man, precious Paul Ellering, taking on Johnny Gargano and Tomasio Chiapa, DIY. This goes 20 minutes long. As a result, DIY comes up short yet again. But the story here, John, was not what happened in the match, even though it was a good match, it's what happened afterward as DIY split up, if you will, as Tomasio Chiapa attacked his partner, Johnny Gargano. I mean, you called me about this around 1 in the morning, I remember, because I was still up at the time. But to me, I haven't seen the match yet. I'm going to go back and watch it at some point this week. But uh, let's get your thoughts about the match and the aftermath that followed. Ah, uh, well, what a good ladder match this was. But all of a sudden... All of a sudden, after the match was over, and I thought the offer DIY was going to have to live find another day, guess what? They turned on him. He turned on each other. <laughs> yep, and there's talk already that these two could be getting into it in Brooklyn. We'll have to wait and see. But on a scale of 1 to 10, John, what would you rate this show? To me, this was about a solid 8, 8.5, if you ask me. I thought it was pretty good once again. They delivered here. I think so, too. An 8. Okay, okay. My opinion. All right, very good, very good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about last night's backlash. And believe me, there's going to be a lot of backlash coming out of this. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the one thing they did not announce, however, surprisingly, on both shows this week was the attendance. I imagine they had a pretty good crowd on both nights. I mean, they looked sold out in Chicago, 15, 15 and a half, 16 thou. We'll have to wait and get the final figures eventually on both of these shows. But overall, folks, it was a good crowd on both nights. Of course, tonight, as we mentioned, they're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, just outside of Chicago. And then tomorrow night, they head to Toledo. 
Ohio. We understand that possibly Mike Bennett and his wife Maria could be showing up maybe tomorrow night on SmackDown. We've also heard the return of Rusev Alana could be returning this week along with the New Day. So SmackDown could get a little interesting this week, folks. So we will definitely be talking about that and previewing it for you here eventually in just a little while. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about Backlash, so let's get into it right now. Our first match of the night, of course, was the Perfect 10. 10-10-10, as we like to call them. Ty Dillinger taking on the sing-along man, Aiden English, in eight and a half minutes. Ty Dillinger picks up the dupe. John, your thoughts about this match? Ty Dillinger seems to impress me more and more often yes. with what he's done in the ring. Um, his win over Aiden English last night, no exception. Yes, and and he is, got a big crowd pop as well. He did. I mean, he is from. I mean, even though in English is from Chicago, yeah, he did get a very good response. You're right. He really did. I mean, he just absolutely had the fans chanting ten the whole night. And the thing is, Aiden English. I mean, he's an okay wrestler. I mean, he was good with Simon Gotch, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. However, but at the same time, however, he just really hasn't been the same since uh, Simon Gotch left him. I mean, he really has not been the same. It's just. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just uh, something uh, that came uh, up suddenly. I really don't know. Like I said, we'll wait and see what happens. But at the same time, how it just seems like right now they don't know what to do with uh, either one of the or English at this point right now. Now, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us into our next match: the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura, making his pay-per-view main roster debut here against the show-off Dolph Ziggler. This goes 16 minutes even. To me, this was a good match, however. I was surprised they did not push this to the main event. They should have pushed this to the main event, if you ask me. But nevertheless, in the end, however, Shinsuke picks up the win over Dolph Ziggler. Your thoughts about this one? Oh, man. I couldn't think of a good way to kick off the show between Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, not to disrespect anybody, but this match, I feel, should have been one of your semi-main events. Oh, I would agree. I would agree because, I mean, there was all talk all week about that, deciding where they were going to go. However, if it was going to be the semi-main event or the main event overall, it's just, it just, I was disappointed the way they booked it going in. I wasn't disappointed coming out because I am a Nakamura fan and have been since he came into the roster a few years ago. However, it just, I mean, like I said, it's been... Just interesting to say the least, but we're going to have to watch very carefully where they go from here involving these two ladies. This match, believe it or not, felt felt like an amateur wrestling match. You know, amateur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. I I would 100% agree with you. Yeah, because, like I said, it just seemed like, however, I mean, they loved Shinsuke coming out. He got a great pop coming out. He got a tremendous pop. The thing I was really disappointed about, and I think you'll agree, where was the violin player? We, I mean, for the longest time, we knew Shin always had a violin guy with him. Why didn't they bring him to last night? I, I just did not understand it. it. It blew my mind. I was scratching my head. I'm like, something's not right here. Something's off here. And I realized that was one of the things that was off. I had no idea about that either. Well, we'll see. Anyway, up next, ladies and gentlemen, was one of the comedy matches. And this one I really enjoyed, however. The Usos taking on Brizongo. Brizongo coming up a little short here, but the story here wasn't how they came up short. It was that Tyler Breeze had a couple costumes, an old lady with a cane, and then looking like the Three Stooges, a guy uh, curly with a mop, 
this was a little comedy at times, but again, no American Alpha. I was surprised that American Alpha was held off on this show. I don't know what's going on with that whole scenario, but right now, how the Fashion Police have put up a good fight. I do think they will win the titles in time, but they should have won it here last night. I was kind of not really impressed with the outcome of this one, even though the comedy made me laugh a little bit here. Your thoughts about the Usos beating the yeah, Fashion Police? Yeah, same here. It was Please good. I Great. think it was a good laugh for all of us. Tyler yes. Breeze and Fandango. Yes. Um, I, I was like, what in the hell is he doing? What in the hell is Breeze thinking? Yeah. I tell you what, Breeze Ongo working as a team. Yes. It works. It does. Oh, I would agree. I, I didn't I, think it would work last year, but. Well, it seems to work now. You're right. I would, I would agree with you. It has worked. No doubt about it. And, it has been interesting to watch, no doubt about it. And I think they're going to get better. At least I hope they do. But we're definitely going to be uh, definitely uh, watching these guys very carefully. I do think they're going to use their rematch. I wouldn't be surprised at Money in the Bank. Or they could use it this week at SmackDown tomorrow night. We're going to have to wait and see. But like I said, um, time will only tell, folks. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch uh, this, to say the least, folks. So we'll definitely be watching this very carefully. Up next, of course, we had Mr. Ole, 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 Sami Zayn, however, and this is the one of the matches that John and I had a bet on last week, and i got to give John his props here on this one. As much as I love Sami, however, and I'm a Baron Corbin fan, too. Uh, my man, the Lone Wolf, however, just came up, uh, well, short, in a pretty unique match here. As Sami Zayn, your boy, John, pulled off the win against uh, the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. Well, that was... Truly an upset right there, a surprising upset. I didn't yeah. think Zane would pull this one out of his hat, but finally, he yeah. got it. Yes, he did, and hopefully it's the start of something for him. He's got to get he's got to get recognized here, hopefully, and I hope that the office starts taking a look at him more and more. We're gonna to have to wait and see what happens, obviously. Uh, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, as I want to mention real quick before we get into anything else, don't forget every Monday night, of course, uh, after Raw Radio, you can listen to John, of course, on Facebook.com, G R O H S at Facebook.com, where this week he'll be talking about NXT Takeover, SmackDown. Uh, the pay-per-view last night, and all the news that's fit to print here. Also, ladies and gentlemen, he'll give you some outside wrestling news, whether it be baseball-related, football-related, whatever. He does it every Monday night on his Facebook page. Listen to the Monday Night Meltdown, however, the Monday Night uh, Mayhem, as we like to call it, too, sometimes here on Facebook.com. As John tells you how it is each and every Monday after Raw here, following our show, however, on Monday nights, just after 11 o'clock. And I know every Monday, folks, we he definitely has a lot to uh, talk about tonight. He'll be talking about TakeOver, SmackDown uh, from this last week, Raw from tonight, however. He'll also be talking about Backlash from last night. So, folks, definitely stay tuned. Up next, John, was one of the bigger disappointments of the evening. However, of course, the welcoming committee of Natalia, Carmella, and the nerd James Ellsworth, Tamina, taking on Charlotte, Naomi, and Becky Lynch, my girl, who looked like a rooster with the hairdo. But nevertheless, however, this went 10 minutes and changed. To me, again, this was kind of a disappointment to me, however, as my girl ended up losing to the welcoming committee. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, this was kind of a... Disappointment to everyone, I think. I don't didn't think this match would be good either. Yeah, and we found out it turned out to be not so great, however. It was a very disappointing one, to say the least. Now, uh, John's going to talk about a few things how are, uh, non-wrestling related real quick. I will be back in two minutes, and uh, he'll tell you about that right now, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be right back. All right, and don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, also June 8th, 
your boy will be heading down to Nationals Park to try again, see see if rain will cooperate this time as the Washington Nationals take care of the Baltimore Orioles. Um, my team got final, Nationals finally got off a uh, two-game losing streak to the Braves, um, and I know my dad. If my dad hears it, he's gonna be he owed about that, but. It's whatever. It's whatever. He doesn't like the way I say, but Dad, I still love you. But I promise you, Dad, we beat ya Sunday. Um. Also, more more to report. Um. Let me see if there's anything else. Also, I have it on good authority that you two will be on Jimmy Kimmel. Live tomorrow, I think so. So catch that as well. Uh, anything else I've seen here? Anything else? Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. And while we're back, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, will t- want to tell you more about what happened last night, folks. And uh, our next match, however, this was one of the better matches of the evening. And I know John's going to uh, hate me talking about it. It was uh, AJ Styles, another one of my favorites taking on the face of America, Kevin Owens, if you will. Kevin Owens wins by countout. John, uh, your thoughts about this matchup? I didn't expect this match to be on a countout side, but uh, I I thought it was pretty much of a good match. And you could tell Styles saying he doesn't know what's in the future for him. But you know what? Uh, He's still going to wrestle either way. Mm Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. And would you say at this point we're going to see maybe uh, possibly a rematch on SmackDown this week or maybe down the road at Money in the Bank, maybe? Down the road at Money in the Bank. I guarantee you that. Well, we're going to see, folks. Again, the face of America, Kevin Owens, however, comes out with a victorious victory on his side, however, despite the questionable ending, however. As a result, ladies and gentlemen, he ends up defeating, of course, uh, like I said, folks, uh, AJ Styles, however, mind you, this was a very questionable outcome, however, like I said, folks, uh, we definitely uh, will talk more about that here in just a few minutes, however, but in the meantime, folks, we're now going to talk about the semi-main event, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan looked a little creepy last night with that little mask he had in the pre-show, if you remember, and even throughout the match last night, as a result, however, uh, he ended up losing here to Luke Harper inside of nine minutes. Uh, John, your thoughts about this matchup and where they go from here following this matchup? Harper and Rowan? Yes. Uh, do I really need to know? I don't think so, but give us your thoughts anyway. Um, okay. So, uh... Rowan and Harper, I thought they were one of the greatest teams ever, and then they turned on each other. And you'd think that that um they would they would work it out, but it didn't happen. Yes, certainly. 
And do you think at this point, however, uh, they could do something maybe with Harper, like get Bynum and give him a decent-sized push or a mid-sized push and Rowan as well, or do you think it's too little too late with those Yeah, I think, I think they would give both of them some mid-sized pushes too. Yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, up next, of course, was the main event, ladies and gentlemen, and this is where things really changed around 180 degrees, and we are expecting, of course, the Black Widow, along with whoever else comes online, to talk about it here in just a little bit. We have the Maharaja of Madness, as I'm calling him now, ladies and gentlemen, because he is absolutely batshit crazy. He had his brothers, the Singh brothers, however, help him in this one. He took on the Viper, Randy Orton. As a result, Jinder Mahal is your new world champion. Uh, like I said, John, of course, I'm sure we'll talk about it tonight, however, in the post-show, if you will. So, folks, you definitely want to stay tuned to that. Uh, overall, John, your thoughts about this matchup and having Jinder pull off the upset of the year, if you want to call it that, however, with beating uh, Randy Orton despite the help of his brothers who were knocked out in this match? Oh, the upset of the decade. Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship. I mean, why? Yeah, I would agree. Why, why, why? I don't know. I wish I knew the answer because I think a lot of people are still in shock. They're angry. They're pissed. And every reason, and then, like I said, they have every reason to be upset and angry. I mean, it's just, it just befuddles me, however, like I said, however, it's just that they would have Jinder Mahal go in there. I mean, I understand they're trying to appeal to a new market in the Indian market, and I know Jinder's not from India. I thought he was, however, but I later found out he's not. He's from Calgary. Uh, believe it or not, up there in Western Canada, in Bret Hart's home city, if you will, in his own country. But still, I mean, to have him win the title like that, it just it surprised it surprised me. It surprised everyone. I just I didn't get it for the life of me. It's just the funnel. If like I said, it befuddled me to no end. And like I said, I just think right now that uh, they were grasping at straws at this point. And I even talked about this with Michelle this morning. However. I just think right now they're just trying to do something to appeal to the market, and it seems like right now it's not working. I mean, there's already talk. They want to do maybe a rematch down the road, however, possibly, uh, like I said. But I don't know if that's going to work. However, we'll have to wait and see if it does work. But right now, however, it remains to be seen. It's just, yeah, like you said, why, why do you do it? I have no idea. I just don't understand it. I mean, it's just, ugh. But like I said, it is what it is, Howard, and as a result, Jinder, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is your new world's champion as a result. And we want to acknowledge now, ladies and gentlemen, Guest 3 is in the chat. Guest 3, welcome to the show. If you feel like calling in, uh, you can give us a call, one seven two four. I'd like to hear from you if you want to give us a call. Uh, the number is one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID one three eight seven four four pound, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, we will uh, be taking your phone calls here till uh, five o'clock this afternoon. Uh, John, uh, overall, how on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate backlash? To me, this was about a five out of ten, in my opinion. Six. You're gonna go one better. You're gonna go six. Okay. Well, folks, like I said, there was a lot that went down last night. I mean, of course, we had those two shows, of course, uh, from this past weekend. We also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course. Um, I uh, had some interesting uh, aftermath that went down, of course. It just it was very unique, to say the least. So, folks, uh, definitely uh, check us out, of course, uh, like I said, however, 
we will talk about now, of course, a little bit of what happened last week, Howard, in the WWE while we're doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, and yesterday, of course, Uh, but uh, John is obviously saying sorry about that. I'm trying to acknowledge guest three because guest three had a question for me and he said something about the paper. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But as I was saying, folks, um, let's talk about last week's Raw because last week, folks, uh, this was very interesting, however, in more ways than one. As a result, of course, uh, we saw the breakup, of course, involving uh, Golden Truth, of course. We saw what happened in the main event. The ratings, of course, turned out to be really soft and uh, uh, just not strong enough to uh, really raise it up power that much. Overall, Howard, it just seems like they continue to go down the wrong way road. Uh, your thoughts about last week's show? It was kind of okay, but they just can't... I don't think they can find find the right range yet. No, I, I, would, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. I think they're really having a tough time. I would definitely agree. I think it's because... Like I said, you got obviously a lot of things on right now. The Stanley Cup playoffs are going on right now. You got the NBA Finals going on. Uh, some other shows are wrapping up their seasons for the year, like Dancing with the Stars, The Voice, as well as other shows on Monday night, and sometimes even network specials. So, I mean, they got to get better, obviously. So, folks, I mean, we're going to be watching this very, very carefully, if you will. However, so uh, we'll definitely be watching this as well. Now, as we said, folks, uh, coming up in two weeks. Excuse me. In a couple of weeks, however, uh, mind you, uh, two weeks from this Sunday, I should say, uh, Sunday, June 4th, uh, WWE will be presenting Extreme Rules. And then on Sunday, June 18th, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back once again, however, with a very special edition of Money in the Bank coming to you live from the Lou. Yes, folks, St. Louis, Missouri, however, is where we'll be at the Scott Trade Center, if you will. That should be very, very interesting, however. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, as you know... Um, like I said, just a lot has gone down. Let's just say, however, mind you, hello. And like I said, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to work on some stuff here, uh, here. But in the meantime, uh, John, uh, overall, uh, we're gonna. I guess we might as well do some fancy matchups because I mean, there's nothing else to discuss, however, since we discussed it right now. Of course, we can do that for a little while. And of course, if you want to give your thoughts too, ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so with that being said, we of course are expecting hopefully this afternoon the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the First Lady of Wrestling. Of course, we are also hopefully expecting the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw and the King of Kings, if you'll, King NWO Gerard Teesman, who, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, this week will be hosting our very special historical episode number 100 on Wolfpack Radio, ladies and gentlemen, coming up this uh, Thursday night, folks. So be sure to check that out uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that being said, however, uh, John, as I said, however, a lot to talk about in fantasy matchups. So with that said, uh, let's go to you right now with your first fantasy matchup, please. <sighs> okay. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, so uh, I could... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I... All right. Like I said, I'm okay. Thinking. Okay, my first match is going to be a good one. I will uh, pit, uh, let's see, we'll go with Shawn Michaels. I'll use him as my first guy today. And Shawn will take on, like we said before, the guy who he should have taken on all along, however, at one point, uh, AJ Styles. Um, AJ Styles. You're going to go with the phenomenal one. Okay. Uh, 
to me, uh, like I said, however, I, I think it would be a great match. I really would. I think these two can definitely steal the show. They can go 20, 25 minutes, however. I mean, you got Mr. WrestleMania, obviously, however. And I think he can wow you with his ability, no doubt about it. Uh, but at the end of the day, however, uh, I think it's going to be... Yeah, oh boy, this is tough. This is real tough. I'm going to go with, uh, like I said, however, I'm going to go with the King of, uh, what did I say, the King of Strong Style. Uh, I'm going to go with AJ as well. I think AJ Styles wins as well. He's my pick as well. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, like I said, take him as well. So, okay, uh, you're up next now. I'm going to go with uh, Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, another good one. Sean versus Dolph Ziggler now. Okay. Uh, two guys, very cocky in their own way, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, very unique match here that uh, you just uh, picked for us, however. Uh, so that being said, very unique here. All right. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, Shawn Michaels. All right. You're going to go with Shawn Michaels. You know I'm going to go with Sean this time, I think. Uh, I think he will win this time, like I said. I do think, however, uh, he is going to win uh, this one this time. And again, it'll go 15, 20 minutes. I do think you're going to see another great match uh, between two great guys. Uh, so, yeah, I would have to go with you on this one as well. So I will take uh, HBK as well. Okay, let's go to you now for your second match. My second match is... Uh, hmm. Alright. I'm thinking Sami Zayn yep. versus um Finn Balor. Ooh, a good one there. Okay, Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. Okay, very unique uh overall uh, good match here, good pick here. Uh who do you like in this one? Uh Finn Balor. Yeah, I would have to go with Finn, too. I mean, as much as I love Sammy, I think Finn and just his ability of uh, being, uh, doing the 1916 and the, uh, the uh, what is it, uh, 1916 Sunday Bloody Sunday, and of course, uh, he also does the uh, very unique move that uh, is uh, the coup de gras. I couldn't remember the name of the move there for a second, the coup de gras. Uh, it would be too much, I think, for Sammy to overcome. So, yeah, this this would be a great match. I think go 15 minutes, I think. At the end of the day, I think Sammy would put up a great fight, no question about it. The leader of the, under, the underdog of the underworld, I mean, that's what they call him. And he is that, no doubt. But at the end of the night, however, I just think, however, he would come up a little bit short of his effort. I mean, he would definitely try to give it his all, no doubt about it, however. So, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I would go with Finn Balor too, folks. I'm going to go with Finn Balor in that one. All right, my next match is going to be a good one. This is going to be a street fight, however. It will pit, uh, let's see here. We're going to go with Brian Pillman taking on Kevin Owens. Wow. Yes, this this will be a brutal match, to say the least. Uh, i got to go with, surprisingly, I'm, this is really tough because I like both guys, as you know. Uh, I'm going to say draw because I think you cannot pick a winner here because these guys would be so physically beat up by the time they could go 20, 25 minutes. And again, they would just be absolutely winded by the time this was all over. So I'm going to go with the old draw on this one. Who do you like in this one? Uh, Brian, Kevin Allen. Going to take KO. Okay. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Uh, that being said, let's go back to you now for your next match. 
You want to talk about street fights? Oh, I got a street fight for you. All right. I'm saying going to have Bam Bam Bigelow take on uh, Brock Lesnar. Ooh, Bam Bam versus Brock, you say. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Good match here. Very unique here. Okay, who do you like in this one? Brock Lesnar. All right, you're going to go with Brock here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Brock, too. I think uh, Brock uh, definitely would give Bam Bam everything he could handle. I mean, Bam Bam would try to put up a good effort, no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, I just think uh, he would be not enough to uh, overcome the beast incarnate. So that's what I would think. All right, uh, very good match there, uh, to say the least. And now, folks, we're going to go into our next uh, match, however, ladies and gentlemen. While we're doing that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a quick reminder, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, of course, will be a very special double shot beginning at 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, and then a triple shot of, uh, let's just say, excitement, however, mind you, however. And that will be coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on, uh, what was going to say, on Wednesday night. So there you go. All right, up next, Teller, I'm going to go with, okay, I'm going to go with the celebrities here. And I'm going to put a celebrity against a celebrity here in a match. <laughs> I know this is really unusual, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, I'm going to pick, however, oh, man, who do I want here? This this is tough, folks. This is, this is by far the toughest one I've done yet. Uh, let's go with a unique one here, and let's make it fun. Let's pit, uh... Okay, you talk about the battle. This is gonna be the battle of nerds. I'm gonna call this the celebrity slash battle of nerds. Although this guy is pretty smart though, and he is very intelligent. I've heard because uh, he uh, went to medical school. I heard and almost became a doctor. So let's put. Uh, wow, who am I gonna put here? Okay, okay, I think I got it. Uh, we will go with. Da, 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 da. Ah, God, I can't think here. Okay. We'll put James L. Okay, James Ellsworth is the nerd in this case. Okay, we'll put the nerd, James Ellsworth, and you're gonna laugh when I have him against. Let's put him in the match against Hornswoggle. <laughs> and I know people are gonna be like, "What are you thinking? What are you saying?" But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna take Hornswoggle against uh, the nerd, Mr. Ellsworth, in this one. Who's your uh, pick? Draw, Brock Lesnar comes out and destroys them both. <laughs> there you go. I thought you'd go with that one. Okay. Uh, and... All right, you're up next for our next match. Go ahead. All right. Ten-man tag team elimination match Survivor Series rules. All right. Okay. We will have Team Raw, which yes. will consist of Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, yes, Dean Ambrose, and Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. To take on Team SmackDown. Yes. And then Team SmackDown will be Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> wow. Good compares on every team, however, you got here. But who do you got in this one? I got Team SmackDown. <sighs> All right. Uh, and uh, we are uh, efforting right now. Hold on a second. 
Alright, so let's go over the match again. Team SmackDown is what again? Team Raw. Okay, Team Raw is who and Team SmackDown too? Team Raw is uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, right. Finn right. Balor, and Braun Strowman. Okay, so Finn, Braun, and The Shield is on Team Raw, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Team SmackDown is... Against Team SmackDown, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I'm going to go with Team SmackDown on this one, too. I will, I'm going to take a chance on this, however. I'm going to go with them as well. I'm going to go with them as well on that one. All right. Very good matches. However, we are now into another round. However, ladies and gentlemen, again, there is no limit here. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, let me just do this real quick here. Bear with me. Okay, folks, uh, like I said, uh, we are now going to the fourth round, however, of our matches, however. And again, folks, again, the sky is the limit. So we will go to the next round. Uh, the next match I'm going to go... I don't think I've done a woman's match, have I? No, you haven't. All right, I will do a woman's match here. And this time it's going to be a unique one. We're going to put maybe... Oh, this is tough. Okay, I got it. We're going to do Trish and Lita versus Sasha and Becky in a tag team. So Trish well, That would be good. Yeah, that would be good. So who do you like in this one? I'm saying Trish and Lita. Yeah, I'm going to go with Trish and Lita as well. I would definitely uh, go with Trish and Lita as well. I would definitely um, go with Lita in this one too. Trish and Lita as well. Sorry, uh, folks. I'm just... Like I said, I'm going to go with them as well. So, uh, that's my pick. Okay, you're up next. I heard some music in the background. Yeah, I was just puttering around with my phone a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm, working, on my, I'm working on my phone, however. That's why. Uh, but go ahead. Okay. I'm watching the 98 Royal Rumble on the network. Mm-hmm. And I know these two wrestled before. But I would like to see Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. And a no disqualification hardcore match. Ooh, good pick there. Real good pick. Uh, that's a tough one because I like both of them. And they, they are very talented, super talented. Um, Give us your pick on this one. Cactus Jack. I'm going to go with Terry Funk on this one because I think Terry Funk has a little bit more than Mick uh, in his bag of tricks. I think you're going to see a lot more of the flaming branding iron. I think you're going to see a few other things coming to play here. I'm going to take, uh, surprisingly, I'm going to go with Terry Funk in this one. And speaking of crazy folks, let's talk about this one. This one is going to blow your mind. Everyone's going to be like thinking again, what is he thinking? What is he thinking? But this is going to be a very unique match. Uh, we will go with, da, 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 da. do I want to do this or not? Do I think, yeah, of course I do. Uh, and, uh, Okay. Here's my uh, match, however. It will be... Where is it? Uh, Like I said... Okay, here's the match. It will be the team of Sandman and Dean Ambrose, however, mind you. Mm -hmm. They will take on the crazy duo of the club. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my my prediction. That's my match. Dean and... uh, 
Sandman versus the club. Who do you like in this one? The club. All right. I am going to go with... <sighs> yeah, I would have to go with the club, too, I think, because, I mean, Sandman can actually end up having beers with them maybe later, buying them a beer later, if they uh, feel like it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with them, too. I would definitely go with them as well. So that's my uh, uh, prediction there, folks. And uh, so uh, that is what I'm going to go with. Okay, you're up next, Helen. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Big Show versus uh, Andre the Giant. Ooh. Are we talking Big Show, what he was several years ago, or what are we talking about now, Big Show? Uh, when he was several years ago. Ooh, this is a good one. This this is a tough one. This is a really good one you make here, uh, like I said, however. And this will be very interesting, uh, to say the least, however. Okay. Uh, that being said, go ahead with your, excuse me, with your thoughts. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Big Show. Okay, you're going to go with the Big Show. On, you know what? I'm going to go with Andre. I'm going to go with Andre. I think Andre will beat uh, the Big Show in this case. I, I really do. And I think he'll find a way to get the job done. So I'm going to go against you in this one. As much as I want to say uh, The Rock or the Big, uh, big Show would put up a good fight. Because he would, no doubt. Like I said, however. But at the end of the day, I think Andre is just a little too powerful. Okay, talking about big men. Let's do this one. Uh, big John Stud versus Braun Strowman. Who do you like in this Ooh. one? Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going to pick Strowman. You're going to take uh, Strowman, you say, huh? Okay. All right. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Big John Studd. I think Big John Studd has a little bit more uh, power to offer than Braun Strowman. I'm going to take uh, the man from Los Angeles, however. Six foot nine, three seventy, however, and that is Big John Studd. Okay, you're up next. Alright, we're going to have a uh, matchup here between The Rock yes. and uh, Samoa Joe. Ooh, interesting here, interesting here. Okay, The Rock versus the Samoan Submission Machine, however, mind you. Alright, who do you like in this one? Samoa Joe. Okay, and Fonzie uh, has just informed me now, folks, and... As the Heartbreak Kid was talking about, it says he is under the weather, so he will be back with us hopefully next week. Fonzie, uh, from John and myself, we want to wish you uh, get better soon, and we will talk at you hopefully later this week, however, or sometime next week here on the show. So uh, just dress up and take it easy, guy. We'll catch up with you next week. Okay, uh, I'm up next. All right, uh, let's do... Hmm. Okay, let's go with the Battle of Announcers. And it's going to be a fatal four-way in the battle of announcing. One person you got, Joey Styles. The next person, Gorilla Monsoon. The third, Gordon Soley. And the fourth, we'll toss out... Um, let's go with uh, Vern Gagne. Yeah. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I'll say Joey Styles. You're going to take Joey Styles. You know, I'm going to go with Gorilla Monsoon. I'm going to go with Gorilla Monsoon. I think Gorilla Monsoon 
was just superly underrated, however, at times, however. And I just think he never really got the uh, credit he deserved. I mean, he was good. I mean, always good. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, however, I just think, however, that he did enough power to impress himself. So I'm going to go with uh, him on this one. Okay, you're up next once again. Um, I'm going to go with Kane. Yes. Versus Sting. Ooh, another good one. Kane and the Stinger. Okay, very interesting here. Okay, uh, give us your winner here. I'd like to see Sting win. Yeah, I think I think Sting's going to win this one. I think uh, Kane uh, will be distracted by the homage of May 19th. I'm going to catch up with him here. So uh, I'm going to go with him. Don't say one. that. Yeah, I know. Don't say it. I mean, he hates hearing those words, folks, but... Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with uh yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh Stinger in this one. I I think Sting's gonna come out with a big win in this one. Alright, uh up next is me yet again and I will take uh this next one. Okay. Let's go with uh another gimmick match here and, and I I'm doing a lot of these gimmick matches today, folks. I know it's crazy, but I'm doing it anyway. I will do <sighs> Greg the Hammer Valentine Taking on Seth Rollins, and it will be in a steel cage. Wow. Yes, the hammer versus the architect. Who delivers the fatal knockout blow here? Hmm. Seth Rollins. You know what? I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, too. I think Seth Rollins has just enough to get the job done, however, so I'm going to, excuse me, say the same thing. Darn, you got me on now, darn it. <laughs> All right, uh, you're up again. Um, I'm going to go with um, Brock Lesnar versus, not Goldberg again, but uh, I will have Brock Lesnar take on, hmm, you know what? Let's throw Sting in again. So Sting, so it'll be Brock, Brock, who was Sting and Goldberg or Brock and Goldberg? Who you going with? Uh, Brock and Sting. Brock and Sting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm gonna say Brock. Okay, you're gonna go with Brock here. And you know what? I'm gonna go with Brock as well. I think in this one, I think Brock is my choice as well. Uh, I'm definitely gonna take. The Beast Incarnate here. All right, talk about the Beast Incarnate. Let's talk about two two teams that are beasts. But you know what? We're going to have them compete in a scaffold match. We'll bring back the old scaffold match. And here are the teams. On one side, it will be Hawk and Animal. And the other, the Authors of Pain. Akeem and Wow. Rizal. Yes. I know that that within itself would be just brutal beyond words. And real quick, just to mention The Rock, ladies and gentlemen, we did hear his appearance on SNL brought its highest ratings in six years with 8.2 million viewers this past Saturday night. As him and Tom Hanks definitely made quite the splash on the season finale this past Saturday night, hour. And uh, of course, Katy Perry, of course, was uh, the musical guest, so they closed out with a big bang to close out the uh, season. 
But uh, getting back to the uh, overall match itself, uh, John, your thoughts about uh, these uh, four guys in a scaffold match? Uh, I'm going to have to say the Legion of Doom. You're going to go with Hawk and Animal, okay. Uh, You know, I would definitely agree with you, however, and I would definitely uh, be uh, agreeing to you. uh, Like I said, I would definitely, uh, like I said, I would agree there as well. Very unique match. And before we go, ladies, and before we continue our next match, uh, John, you're going to be shaking your head about this, and as am I. I have heard early speculation, and this is the scuttlebutt I have heard, through a good friend of mine, Mr. Nick Paglino. We understand, however, that coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that we will have a surprise debut tonight on Monday night. The drifter, Elias Sampson, after weeks on end, will finally grace us with his presence tonight on Monday Night Raw, we understand. Also, we have heard, however, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Hardy will be taking on Cesaro. The winner of that match, of course, will pick the stipulation for the upcoming tag team matchup at Extreme Rules in two weeks. Uh, your thoughts about these uh, big announcements coming in tonight as far as Raw goes? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty much excited what we're going to see with uh, the Drifter. Yes. I mean, the last several weeks we've seen him playing his guitar in the back. However, I mean... I don't know why they even have this guy still. I, I really don't. This guy is just a total scumbag sleazoid. And, I mean, he wasn't much of anything in NXT, however. I don't know why they're holding on to him this long. However, they just continue to just, no pun intended, uh, just bury this guy at every turn. And if they think this guy has potential, however, good luck. Because I don't think they have anything. Uh, they don't see anything in this guy. This guy, to me, just is just a waste of time. Hopefully... He'll be on before the show starts, like in a pre-show warm-up, like main event, or uh, possibly later this week, however, on maybe uh, one of the other minor shows. But if not, if you're going to put him on the roster tonight, I mean, I don't know who you put him in the ring with. I I just don't know. But I hope uh, it's a quick, painless match, and it just doesn't take up a lot of time, you know? Because I think people are going to get tired of this guy after a while. I mean, this guy, to me, does not excite me from the word go. This guy puts me to sleep, and I know this guy's going to really make me want to change the channel once he comes on. So uh, that being said, that's what I think. Uh, overall, your thoughts, John? Huh. Sorry, I told you my thoughts. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, but the Hardys and Sheamus and Cesaro, you haven't told me about my thoughts, but yeah. um, about that, I could see it being a ladder match. I could see that because, I mean, the Hardys are famous for the ladder. I could also see it could become a tables match or, uh, like I said, street fight. I could see one of those two matches come into play. But, yeah, the the ladder match would make sense because the Hardys, of course, won the belts, uh, of course, with ladder at WrestleMania or, like a few months ago. So they could go back to doing that again and rehash that again. Like, they haven't done that so many times. But at the same time, they could change it up and really make it uh, – stick this time by having a better match, like a table match or a street fight or something like that. I don't know. I mean, they, they got to think of something, obviously. Uh, where they go from here, I don't really know at this point. I really don't. But we're definitely going to be watching very, very carefully. Uh, okay, with that said, let's go to our next match. All right. Speaking of ladders, yes. uh, I'm going to throw in an all-star money in the bank match. All right. Tina's money in the bank is around the corner. Yes. I'm going to throw in 
all the people who won money in the bank, I'm going to put in Edge. Yes. Rob Van Dam. Yep. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, although he never cashed in. Yep. CM Punk. Yep. Jack Swagger. Uh-huh. Kane. Yes. The Miz. Yep. Daniel Bryan. Yep. Alberta Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Who is, you know, of course, making more and more news by the week, it seems like, no matter what. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Yep. John Cena. Yep. Damian Sandow. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Yep. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Seamus. Yep. And Dean Ambrose. Whew. I think we can breathe a little easier now. Okay, uh, who do you got in this one? I will have... Um, I really believe that's going to be uh, CM Punk. You're going to go with Punk to make it two times in a row. You three know, times. Three times, excuse me. Uh, you know what, I'm going to make... Uh, my winner stick out to be, I want to say, uh, Punk 2. I mean, I really do. Don't get me wrong. I think Punk's worthy of it. But at the end of the day, however, I think you're going to see uh, Mr. Ken. I'm going to go with Mr. Kennedy. I'm going to go against you in this one. I think Mr. Kennedy has just enough to uh, do get the job done and make it two times stick, however. So I'm going to go... With Mr. Kennedy, if you will. I think that is my You would. Yes, I would. You're right. And like I said, folks, I mean, I mean, he, he definitely was rubbing people the wrong way. I think, however, like I said, however, it's just, that's who I think, however. I'm going to go with him on this one. All right. Uh, up next, however, let's uh, go. I'm up again, right? Yeah, you're up. Okay, okay let's time, this time, however... Let's have a Texas Bull Rope match here. And I'll explain what this is, folks. I mean, we've seen it before. We are going to go with a very unique match here. Two guys, well, let's just say two guys who are never have never seen eye-to-eye uh, becoming partners in a very strange scenario. It's sort of like a strange bedfellows match, let's just say, as I'm going to call this match. We'll put Terry okay. Funk... Teaming up with uh, Dusty Rhodes, mind you, we'll put those two together on one side of the coin. The other side of the coin, we will uh, do, however, um, uh, like I said, wow. Let's put the other team as, who, who can we put as the other squad? Okay, the other squad will be, uh, we've done Carl Anderson Gallows. Let's put uh, Baron Corbin on one side and Kevin Owens on the other. Okay. So, uh, who do you like in this one? Oh, the new school's going to win. All right, you're going to go with the new school. I'm going to go with the little old school route again. I think Dusty and Terry Funk, however, with the bull rope will do just enough, however, to do that thing. I think, I think they're going to win this one. I'm going to go with them in this one. And that's my pick on this one. Okay, you're up again. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Outsiders. Yes. Versus, uh, 
versus the New Day. And the New Day has been talked about, actually, believe it or not, about returning this week, however. So uh, give us your thoughts here. Uh, the Outsiders. Yes, I'm going to go with the Outsiders, too. I don't think no one's going to dispute us on that one. That is definitely going to be, uh, like I said, my opinion as well. Okay, uh, this one's going to be a unique one. Let's go with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, however, taking on Lance Storm. Ooh. Yes. Two guys who trained in the dungeon, however, facing each other one-on-one, however, mind you. Uh, go ahead. Your thoughts on this one? Uh, you know what? I'm going to pull a big upset on my head and say Lance Storm wins this one. Okay. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Good one. I would have to agree with you there. Uh, I think Lance Storm will hold off the hitman and deny him his opportunity. I think it will be a great uh, challenge, no doubt about it. So I'm going to go with that as well. All right, you're up next. All right. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking... All right, Randy Savage versus Stone Cold. What's this one? Randy Savage versus Stone Cold. Ooh, all right, good one there. Very good. Okay, uh, your thoughts on this one? I'm going with Stone Cold. Ooh, see, this is a good one. And, and uh, again, I'm going to, there's so many good ones who come up, and there's times I've been wanting to say draw all day. But you know what? I'm not going to go draw this time. I'm going to say, ooh, yeah, the macho man is going to win it with the bionic elbow. Because he's going to have the lovely Miss Elizabeth in his corner, however. So I think Stone Cold will be lucky if he gets diverse like someone else in his corner. But I will take, uh, like I said, the macho man, the man from Tampa, Florida, if you will. Okay, let's go cruiserweights now. And this is going to really interest you what I got for the cruiserweight division here. Um, my first cruiserweight matchup will be... Um, okay, let's go with Dean Malenko taking on Rich Swan. Oh, nice. Yes. This will be a great match, I feel. This will be a really, really great match, I feel. I'm going to go with Malenko. I think Malenko's going to edge him out at the last second somehow. Uh, Malenko, too. You're going to go with Malenko, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, before we uh, continue, ladies and gentlemen, however, we do have some breaking news that just came in to the wire just a little bit ago. Uh, for you uh, motocross champion uh, fans, however, it was reported and has been reported, however, as of this afternoon that Nikki Hayden, uh, who apparently was hit by a car while training on his bicycle, Five days ago, apparently passed away this afternoon. He was only 35. So, on uh, behalf of uh, Hayden's family and friends, Heller, and all of us here at the radio network, our thoughts and prayers with the Hayden family right now as we say goodbye to another young man uh, that left us way too soon at the age of 35. So, on behalf of myself and John, our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, Hayden family today. Agreed. All right. Back to the matches at hand. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, you're on. Next. All right. My next match will be uh, Dean Ambrose. Yes. Since you talked about Brian Pillman earlier, I'm going to put him back on the hot scene again. All right. 
Um, Dean Ambrose and Brian Pillman, no holds barred. Ooh, another good match. Okay, very interesting there. Okay, uh, give us your winner here. Um, I'm going with Dean Ambrose. All right, and you know what? I'm going to go with Pillman in this one. I think Pillman will do just enough to win this one. So I'm going to take uh, Mr. Pillman himself, if you will. All right, next, however, I'm going to do a match. Well, I wouldn't say a match, but a particular event. And what it is, folks, and I'll explain it, however, it's four different pay-per-views, however. Out of these four pay-per-views, which one would you think is the better one? You're going to have to choose. And here are the match uh, pay-per-views in detail. Uh, the first one, obviously, of course, is Starcade. Next is the Royal Rumble. The next is SummerSlam. And the other one is WrestleMania. So, out of those four, folks, which one of these four grabs your attention the most or would definitely make you uh, sit up and uh, watch again and again if you had a chance to pick a winner here? Well, now what is it now? It is a, four, a fatal four-way uh, as far as, uh, like I said, the uh, like I said, the uh, pay-per-view, uh, a pay-per-view fatal four-way. And the the choices are Starcade, SummerSlam, uh, WrestleMania, and the uh, SummerSlam, Starcade, the Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. You're going to go with WrestleMania. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with that, too. That's my prediction as well, so I will, I will definitely go with that as well. Okay, you're up next. Uh, okay. Well, how about we put Ray, Luke, and Eric back together against Devon Eric? Ooh, the Wyatt family versus Texas's famous family. I like your thinking here. Okay. Uh, go ahead with the winner in this one. The Wyatts. Yeah, I would say the Wyatts too, but I'm not going to. I think the Von Erics have enough heart and passion to pull it out. I'm going to go with uh, the Von Erics in this one. All right. Let's do a good eight-man tag in. This is going to be a good one, I think. We'll put... The New Day with the Freebirds, and they have two extra partners, however, and their two extra partners will be uh, the Rock and Roll Express. They will oppose Jim Cornette's Midnight Express of Loverboy Dennis, Sweet Stan Lane, Eaton, and Dennis Condry, all four. Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman will have their Midnight Express teams all together as four. And then... The other four will consist of Arn Anderson and Tully, so that's six. And then we'll throw two more in for a bonus. It will be... Um, I haven't used the Iron Sheik, have I? No, you haven't. Let's put Sheiky and Volkov together with Freddie Blassie. Alright. So we got, we got a good, nice eight-man team. One team, one team left standing out of the four. Which one of these four captures your attention? Ah, uh, the New Day and the Three Freebirds. Ah, 
I would agree there. I would definitely agree. There, although she can, his team would be good to watch. I think they'd be fun to watch, no doubt about it. Uh, I think they'd be very entertaining. But I think at the end, like you said, the free throws. Like I said, how I would agree. However, as well. So I'm going to go with uh, your prediction as well on that one as well. Okay, uh, you're up next. Okay. Um. Let's do Stone Cold Yep. versus Goldberg. Well, they have talked about having this match for years. It never happened, so okay, go ahead with your winner. Stone Cold. Hmm. I'm going to take Goldberg on this one. All right. Up next, I will go with... Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go back to the women again. Uh, this time, I will put... Uh, Sherry Martell teaming up with Charlotte to take on Asuka and Nikki Cross. Okay. Um, I'm going with Asuka and Nikki Cross. And you know what, however, I am going to say, however... I'm going to go with Sherry and Charlotte. As much as I love Oscar and Charlotte, I mean, Oscar and her partner, I think Sherry and Charlotte, however, as a heel team, would be pretty unique, however. I mean, Sherry could definitely teach Charlotte uh, some things, how to be a, a, even a bigger heel, however. So I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say that. All right, mm-hmm. you're, up, you're up next. Um. All right. <sighs> we'll have... We're going to have something good here. I've picked up really something here. It's going to be Undertaker versus Braun Strowman. Undertaker versus Strowman, you say? Yes. I feel like they should have done this match this year. Oh yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree. I I would definitely uh, agree. I think a lot of people are, are not uh, uh, saying anything different about that. I, I would definitely agree. Um, okay, give us a winner. Um, I'll have to go with Undertaker. I would have to take Strowman. I think Strowman's too powerful and too big. I think the Undertaker would be even over his head on this one. I think. He would take him too lightly. I mean, he would fight a good match. I think the injuries are caught up with the taker. I think he's in really bad shape, as we've seen. Had he been 10 or 15 years younger, yes, I would take Taker. I mean, I would. But I just think Strowman is the bigger and better, tougher and stronger guy. I would definitely go with him on uh, this one as uh, my uh, overall prediction. All right, uh, here's a good one for you all, folks. Uh, like I said, however, this this is definitely a very, very unique match. Let's put, however, um, hmm, okay, and I know Michelle would kill me if I did this one, but I'm going to do it anyway, I don't care, and she can go back to, she'll go back and listen and probably kill me about it later. Let's go Kurt Henning taking on, uh, Kurt will take on AJ Styles. I mean, this would be a great match. I'm going to go draw. I'm going to finally use a draw here because these two are just two of the best at what they do. So I'm going to go with draw on this one. Your thoughts about this one? 
Uh, AJ Styles. We're going to go with AJ, too. AJ Styles. Okay. Uh, You're next again. Okay. I have... I'll have Kevin Nash take on... You know what? Let's throw Braun Strowman back in the mix again. Braun's getting a lot of workout time today, isn't he? Yep. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Strowman again. So Strowman and who? Strowman and Nash. Well, another two big men in the match. Okay, Strowman and Nash, you say. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to say Nash. I think he'll jackknife him this time. I'm going to go with Big Sexy in this one. Uh, Your thoughts about this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Strowman. Okay. Um... Okay, here is another good match, and this this one this one's very unique. I I do like this one quite a bit, folks. Let's go with Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert taking on, and I think he did it once. I don't think he ever did it with this guy, unless he did it down in Memphis. And I have to double check and look back at the tapes. Him versus Jerry the King Lawler. Wow. Yes, you talk about. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. He could talk, and he was a good wrestler too. He was—he left us too soon, and it's just a shame he left us way too soon. Because this guy was super, super talented. We know about the King, but Eddie Gilbert was also a pretty damn good wrestler in his day. I watched uh, some old tapes of him recently uh, when he was in the WWE back in the mid '80s, like '82 and '83, recently. And I'll tell you, he—he he was very, very superly talented then. However, so that is my uh, next match here. Uh, give us a winner in this one. Ah, uh, the King. You know, with King Lawler. Okay, and you know what? I'm going to go with King, too. I think Eddie would put up a good fight, however, no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, I just think uh, that uh, the King is just uh, who he is, however. And that is uh, the true King of Memphis, no doubt about it, folks. So uh, that's my uh, overall take on that. Uh, let's go to your next match. My next match would have to be... Um... Oh, I'm going to stick in the cruiserweight. This right. time I'm going to have Austin Aries take on Sami Zayn. Ooh, a good match there. That is a really good match there. That that has another great potential of being a show-stealing match. I like that one. Okay. Um, I'm saying Sami Zayn. I want to take a double in this one. I think a double's going to be have to, it just has enough to beat uh, Sammy. I think that that'll be a great, great uh, show stealing match, if you ask me. But like I said, it, it is definitely worth uh, checking out, folks. And that and that would be a that would be just a phenomenal match in itself. Speaking of phenomenal, however, uh, we're not going to use this however as my next match. But you're going to stay with cruiserweights. You say I want to go one better than you in the cruiserweights. Let's go with Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero will take on Mr. Neville in this Ooh. Yeah, another good cruiserweight match. I mean, these two, I think, will have a killer match with each other. I think these guys will absolutely blow the roof off of the arena, whatever city or town they're in. I just think these guys are just absolutely show-stealing in every sense of the word. I'm going to go with Eddie in this one. I think Eddie has just enough to beat him. I really do. Uh, I'll say Eddie. I'm going to take Eddie, too. Okay. 
Uh, you're up next. Um. All right. Let me think. Let me ponder this. <laughs> Go ahead, take your time. Okay. All right. Let's do Stone Cold Steve Austin again versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> I think this is a no-brainer on who's going to win this one. Stone Cold. Exactly, and I would agree there, too. All right, uh, let's go with uh, another international match, but this time let's make it a little more fun. However, let's do it in a flag match. They haven't done those in a long time, so it'll be Japan versus the U.S., and here is how it'll work. However, it'll be a six-person tag, however. One team, person gets eliminated. The last person standing has to race to get the flag, and here are your stakes. <laughs> Japan will have Hideo Itami, Tajiri, and the Great Muda. The USA will have their counterparts of, let's think, uh, USA. Um, USA, I'm going to put three of the USA's finest. It will be, however, the team of uh, the US Express, Wyndham and Rotundo, or two of the three. We'll put them in. And their third partner will be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So, who do you like in this one? Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky's team? Yeah, all right. I'm going to go with Ricky's team as well, however, in this one. So, that's who I think will win this one. Okay. Uh, you're up next, Tala. Um... DX yes. versus Enzo and Cast. DX, I'm taking. There's no way freaking Enzo and Cast wins against these guys. Yeah, same thing. All right. Uh, let's go with, however, uh, let's go back to celebrities. I'm, I'm using celebrities like crazy today, aren't I? Yes, you are. All right. I, I don't know why, but I am. We're gonna take. We'll take the celebrities out this time. So. Let's do something different this time. Let's go with... We haven't done a women's match in a while. We, and this is crazy. I'm trying to think, however. Um, uh, crap. And we are expecting... We are, uh, hopefully are expecting at some point, however. Like I said, folks. However, uh, uh, the, uh, Mr. WCW himself, uh, Chad Hinshaw, of course, along with... Uh, the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lindarth. If not, we will definitely uh, be talking to him tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Revolution Show, uh, folks. So be sure to check them out uh, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. If they do not make it today, they will definitely be with us tomorrow night, of course. Uh, we will have a lot to talk about tomorrow night, of course. The aftermath of TakeOver, Backlash, Raw, and also, uh, of course, we'll have your birthdays and dates. And, as well, we'll have some other news going on tomorrow, of course. Uh, who knows, tomorrow night... We could find out, however, who will be playing in the Stanley Cup Final. Because, like I said, tonight uh, we will see Nashville and Anaheim play Game 6 in the Western Final. And Nashville and, I'm sure, Rusev and Lana, however, who are big Nashville Predator fans, especially Rusev, uh, will be there maybe tonight at the Bridgestone Arena there in Music City, USA. 
Uh, like I said, we'll have to wait and see if that happens, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll definitely be recapping that for you, ladies and gentlemen. However, uh, mind you, of course, coming up uh, uh, tomorrow night, and of course, Game Seven, or excuse me, not Game Seven, Game Six, will be in Ottawa tomorrow night. The Canadian Tire Center between Pittsburgh and Ottawa. Uh, should both teams win their respectable games uh, tomorrow, then I believe, however, we will start Game One of the East, the Stanley Cup Final, either Thursday or Friday in Pittsburgh. However as those two teams, however, will be the last two teams standing, however, to see who will capture the Lord Stanley Cup. Can the Predators knock the Penguins off, however, and deny them their first setback in Stanley Cup playoff history and win it for the first time in their own history? Or do the Penguins make it 5-for-5, five five, however, and taking home Lord Stanley's Cup and going back-to-back back for the first time since the 90s? We're going to find out eventually, but like I said, there's still about... Uh, a couple games left in each series, however. It's still anyone's series, but right now, it seems like Pittsburgh and Nashville are both in the driver's seat as they head into uh, the beginning of this week, however, with their respective series. Both teams are up 3-2 uh, to two in their own series. Nashville, of course, trying to close it out tonight. Pittsburgh trying to close it out tomorrow night. Uh, okay, um, we're going to do maybe two more apiece, and then we're going to wrap it up here with giving you our raw ratings and uh, predictions, of course, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh that being said, of course, uh, we will definitely talk, hopefully, as I said, with those two uh, tomorrow night. We will also, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out John's uh, uh, Mayhem Madness tonight, as I say, however, every Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. However, it's going to be very interesting to hear what he has to say uh, about uh, what he has to say tonight, of course, after uh, Raw Radio here. Of course, be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will definitely hear what he has to say, however, coming up. Later tonight, uh, just after 11.30, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check that out. So, one more round apiece, and then we're going to give you our raw ratings, however, as far as uh, predictions go. So, John, give us uh, one more round, however, as they say. One more round. Yes. All right, my last matchup's going to be, I'm going to end this in a big way, The Rock and Undertaker. Ooh, The Rock and The Undertaker. Interesting. Okay. Uh, very uh, very uh, good choice here, however, mind you, however. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, Undertaker. Okay, you're going to go with The Taker here, okay. I am going to go with The Rock in this one. I think The Rock is going to win this one. However, I do think he has just enough, however, to pull off the upset so I am going to go with the Brahma Bull himself, the people's champion, if you will, however, uh, like I said. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that's what I'm thinking here uh, in my prediction. And my final one of the night, however, is going to be a doozy again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check that out. We will talk about this one. We're going to go with uh, Tommy Dreamer, however, taking on... Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence, will put him in the ring with... Uh, hmm. Okay, I'll do Tommy Dreamer versus Seth Rollins. The innovator of violence versus the architect here, believe it or not. That's what I think is going to be my final call. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, Tommy Dreamer. You're going to go with Tommy Dreamer. Okay, very interesting there. Uh, before we do, folks, uh, also, uh, uh, with that said, folks, uh, we do want to thank John for uh, giving us his uh, overall predictions today as far as fantasy matchups and overall take on the scenario at hand. 
Uh, certainly a lot to talk about, of course, we've had today. Of course, next week, folks, we will continue our discussion. Of course, next week, I think we'll get an idea, hopefully, hopefully what uh, Extreme Rules is going to be about. However, of course, that will start hyping up the show. Of course, the paper is two weeks from Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, live on the WWE Network from near John's neck of the woods in Baltimore at the Royal Farms Arena, as they will be doing that, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, how are looking at the time clock here? Uh, it is about 10 minutes to 5 hours. So uh, as we do each and every Monday around this time, we get everyone's raw rating prediction. So uh, last week we saw what happened. However, as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, it was not a very good strong rating. Hopefully they can pick it up a little bit this week. John, uh, quickly, let's get your thoughts about what's going to be the rating tonight and what our main event will be. Oh, they have to step it up big time. Yes, they do. I would agree. Um, I'm thinking that we could see something big, like like um, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Hmm, interesting. I like your thinking. Okay, uh, what do you think the range will be, then? I think it'll be a 2.1. So they go up to a 2.1 this week. Okay, very interesting. Uh... This is a tough one for me because, I mean, I, I think uh, you're right. They have to, they really have to step up their rating. It's just, I don't know what they're doing right now. It's just they continue to go backwards, if you ask me. I'm going to go with a 205, I think. This is the way I'm thinking this week. I think the main event will consist of uh, Seth and Dean versus maybe Miz, and I'm going to say Samoa Joe. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's the way they're going to go with I think that's you have to set it up that way. I think that's the plan. I think it would make sense for them to do it this week. We'll have to wait and see, obviously, if they do go with that. But, again, only time will tell. Uh, I do want to thank, of course, all of you for listening in today, as well as Don, of course, wants to thank you as well for listening in today. Uh, before we close it out, uh, we're going to see if anyone else has any last-minute comments to make. Uh, John, you have anything to close us out with? Nope. All right, I don't either. But except for I go, to, except for I go to National Park on June 8th. Yes, and that'll be two weeks from uh, I believe uh, Thursday, correct? Yep. Yep. So we'll definitely be watching that very carefully. Uh, we're gonna play a couple of songs for you as we take you out today. I got the music taken care of. Uh, for our first song, however, um, like I said, our first, uh, like I said, song, however. Uh, from 1975, however, uh, like I said, however, I'm trying to think, however, would be a good song for 1975. However, look, looking at some different songs, however, from the archive library here at the jukebox. However, trying to think of some a couple good tunes, however. Uh, like I said, however, we're going to uh, play uh, the first one, however. Uh, like I said, uh, trying to think here. Uh, Shoot, I just saw it a second ago, so bear with me, folks. However, uh, the first one actually, however, uh, let's see here. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think here. However, uh, like I said, however, uh, okay. Well, first one, folks. I think everyone's gonna like this one. However, this is uh, like I said. However, a couple songs. From, uh, like I said, however, uh, 
the year 1969. However, there's a couple songs from 1969 we'll be playing here on the jukebox. Our first song, ladies and gentlemen, however, actually, uh, we did have this one, however, uh, like I said, however, is one of them is called Hair by the Cow Sills, and the other one is, uh, like I said, the time of the season. So we're going to play a little bit of Hair with the Cow Sills first, however, from 1969, and then if we have time, we'll get uh, the other song on. But right now, we're going to play for you a little bit of Hair from the Cow Sills, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoy it, of course. Uh, we're going to be on here, same time, same place, next week with more action. Howard. So right now, let us take you out with a little bit of uh, hippie music from the late 60s, as I said, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, as this is the best of the Cal Seals doing their rendition of the musical hair. So from uh, the Human Suplex Machine, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget to check out John's Facebook page on GROHS at Facebook.com. Tonight, 1130, he will definitely have a lot to say about TakeOver, Backlash, as well as Raw and anything in between. So for now, uh, we'll talk to you again next week where we hope to have uh, our uh, panel back on the air as we continue the countdown, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 100. So for now, along with John Groves, the Human Suplex Machine, this is J.D. the Iceman saying so long from ringside. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week, everyone, and a good night. And be safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. Good night. I'm a hairy guy. <laughs> I'm hairy noon and nighty night, night. My hair is a fright. Oh no. <laughs> I'm hairy high and low. But don't ask me why. Cause he don't know. <laughs> It's not for lack of bread, like the grateful dead. Darling. Give me a head with hair, long, beautiful hair, shining, gleaming, screaming, black and glasses. Give me down to there, shoulder length longer.
Elvis the Cow sells, and we're going to go with one more because we just love you so much, Howard. We always give you a double shot, Howard. So now we're going to take you now ahead into the 80s, Howard, with uh, a little song, Howard, that I think everyone is going to enjoy listening to, however. And I think, uh, like I said, however, mind you, however, if I can just find it, however, we're going to... This is a familiar tune, however, that everyone... Like I said, we're going to do this if I can find it. Okay, here we go. This is from 1985. I think everyone remembers this song. So, folks, enjoy this one. Well, hold on. Tell me on a second. Well, hold on, folks. We're getting to it, so bear with us. Okay, here we got it now. Sorry about that. We hit the wrong button there, folks. But uh, you get the just the song. And Chad just gave us the raw ratings. It'll be 2.0 in his eyes, Ambrose versus Miss. So there you go. That's our boss, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw. All right, folks. We'll catch you on the flip side. Talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. Good night. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.